This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. If a person is not comfortable with investing in stocks, then should they invest in safer stuff yeah, like Singapore yeah. government bond? I think like um, if we know ourselves whereby we are unable to stomach volatility and we know that you know stock market is not the right thing for us, it's good to stay out. But there's a very dangerous mindset that bonds are actually safer than stocks. Yes. Because yes, yes. especially when it like comes the, to uh, high flux. Not, not Singapore <laughs> government. Singapore government. <laughs> Singapore government bond. Welcome to Choose with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorochi Financial Coconut, and today we go back to basics. Yes, basics are important to focus on the biggest beast of personal finance, which is investing. It's been a while, and I think it's especially important for new coconuts out there, and also a refresher for everyone around the do's and don'ts of investing and how to think about the markets, the skill sets, the mindsets involved to be a good retail investor i know it's a lot so this is going to be a two-part series and i'm super glad to be back in studio with thomas chua from steady compounding one of the leading voices for retail investing and also you know one guy that's very hard to get on shows huh? and of course anthony our in-house investment geek so this is chills with tfc I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So yes, uh, yeah, I very long never do this, you know, as you I can. Also very long never do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Um, I think um, more writing, more thinking. It's so more I, your thing. It's more tiring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't come on the show, so. <sighs> must uh, capture that, huh? <laughs> then the sponsor will know I am important. Yeah. Uh, okay, must capture that. <laughs> but okay, okay, yes. Yeah. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, would you like to introduce yourself for everybody that somehow don't know you yet? Yeah, so uh, my name is Thomas. Um, I write about businesses, investing concepts at steadycompounding.com. So that's why I break down a lot of complicated concepts into like bite-sized content, easy to understand for most people to pick up investing that way. Yeah. In what sense most people? You sure for most people? I think it's for I most people. I see quite cheap, you know, like I, I read the thing and say, I, I, I mean, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's bad, but like, is, is it for most people? I, I think like um, the, the blog will cover everything from beginner to advanced. So like um, there's one segment whereby if you're a beginner, you go there and you put in your email, then I'll start introducing you to the world of stock market. And then you will get like, um, you know, periodic emails that's customized for you. So people still get to choose like, you know, where which they want to go, which, which path. Yeah, on, but right? if you want to go like really super in depth, like um, where I break down businesses like Amazon or any sort of businesses, mm -hmm. right? Then, then you can go towards there also. That's where you see a lot of the numbers, valuation and all that whatnot. 
Yeah, steadycompounding.com. Inside yeah. got a lot of gifs and memes also. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, helps, it, helps. it helps. Okay, yeah, I read yeah, his stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this gif is just, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I think people are so used these days to, to, to have that, right? Okay. And yes, you, Anthony, you want to yes. introduce yourself? I am Anthony again, finally in the new studio. Yes, Hooray. yes, <laughs> oh, Hooray. That's good. Yeah, but uh, we are myself. We used to host TFC Market Updates. So we hey, do a we'll lot come of back the, one. We'll yes, give it, we give will it come back time. in a yes. new, improved form. Uh, we focus a lot more on the investing and returns part of the personal finance in, mm. in the TFC space. So yeah, happy yeah. to be here to talk and that's more why, about markets. Yeah, and that's why we are here today, right? Essentially to talk about investing mm. because we are starting to get more and more questions around this. You know, it feels like people, maybe because the market kind of, mm. you know... Uh, sentiment change. Yeah, sentiment change, right? So somehow everybody cares now. Yeah. The algorithm more supportive. <laughs> so you must do content, right? I think that's the, that's the, the problem with the content landscape. But that's a different discussion. So today, uh, we're going to do a two-parter around investing for beginners, right? And we'll do a giveaway, but the information comes out in part two, right? So, uh, so you must listen to both parts, huh? like, share, subscribe, okay? But anyway, so today we're going to talk a little bit about this whole investing thing, right? Maybe we can start with just kind of putting out there, why do your thing like, Average Singaporeans should invest. I think like um, not just invest, but also to truly learn how to invest. Because mm. like uh, I think when COVID hit and everybody stayed at home, right? There was a lot of new investors that came in with the right intentions of growing their wealth, right? Because when it comes to investing, ultimately you are trying to get your money to work for you, mm. right? Otherwise you will work until you die. That's a fanciful way of saying, oh, you got intention, but very jalat. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So when that first happened, right, then you see Reddit come out, Wall Street bets yeah. come out, a lot of new investors. And when I was talking to a few brokerage houses back then, they say like record number of new people open mm. accounts. Mm. So there was large amount of people coming in, but they were taking the action of investing, but they don't really know how to do it. And as a result, a lot of them got very, very expensive lessons dealt to them in the past year. Mm the drawdown was brutal. Yeah. And so like um, many people learned the wrong lessons and as a result, rather than getting your money to work for you, we started to go in the opposite direction. Working for money. Yeah, we started yeah, to yeah. want to recuperate the okay. money we lost, right? <laughs> the school fees. Yeah. So, I mean, throughout our entire life, there will definitely be people who are coming up to you and asking you to invest, be it, you know, the insurance agents or property agents or any sort of people. But money is one thing I feel that you can't outsource your thinking to other people. Mm. So, no matter what, you must have at least some sort of basic understanding when it comes to investing because, like, nobody cares about your money more than yourself. Okay, fair okay. point. Fair, fair point. Yeah. yeah. Just this is a short story about the Wall Street bets thing. Yeah. During that mm. period of time, right, I was uh, at a networking event next door, right, right? So at Draper, shout out to our good friends at Draper Startup House. I was there, you know, then just like chilling. Then like there's there's this guy that I think works for L'Oreal or something. And then just came over and I said, Hey, so oh uh, yeah, I heard you do a podcast, you know, what do you think of Wall Street bets? I was like, what the hell is Wall Street bets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't even know about that at the point in time. Shortly after I knew about it, right? Shortly yeah, after yeah. that whole thing just kind of I was like, what the hell is going on? Right. So yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's a short story. Shout out to Draper. Yes, yeah. yes. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, Tell me. I mean, kind of agree with you. Your money is most important. You you have worked hard for a pot, essentially, of, mm. of gold. So not only do you want to work for money, you want your money to kind of grow or at least beat inflation and it doesn't lose value over time, right? So so I think that's one of it. But to me, the, the focus is, oh, I, I shouldn't say this on the investing podcast, but it's not so much about investing itself. It's about money management, right? Mm, and mm. why I personally want to invest is because I want to retire early, you know? Mm. And, and fine, I can buy ETFs, I can do the you know, usual DCA into a three stock, three fund portfolio and 
that that's easy, right? Everybody can do that. So many solutions to do that now. If you want to sponsor us, great. Um, but, <laughs> Love it. Shout know. out to you. You can put here, um, but, put there, put my face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I think the, the problem is when you retire, what next, mm. right? Do you sell 4% every year to fund your withdrawal rate? What happens if it goes down? So it's all about managing. Your, you think about you as, a, in a sense, a business, right? Which, which you'll appreciate. Then it's about managing your cash flow, managing all these things so that even when you retire and you're supposed to enjoy life, you are able to actually enjoy life, right? Mm. And, and total to me, investing is something you build up towards that skill. Mm. You know, it's, it's something about learning. Okay, fine, the market goes down, market goes down. Lah. I still have enough money to spend to do my travel and all that. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like me. <laughs> so, so I come from a much simpler view of these things so, okay of course I, I don't fundamentally disagree with like w- your ideas or like oh, why, why should people invest because you know you care about your money the most relative to other people half the time they just want to sell you something okay that one I agree and uh, you know you, you want to build up towards a retirement and all that jazz right? but when I first started investing it was just because I got a lot of money sitting around and I don't know mm. what to do with them right and then I have a friend who is investing in the markets or in the stock markets and I was like hey teach me lah teach me mm. that's how I started and I do think that's where a lot of people will begin you know, it's like, hey, so how I uh, got some money already, uh, what what to do, right? And then they start shopping for ideas and depends on who are the first three people that they interact mm-hmm. with, you know, it will, it will really yeah. shape where they end up, right? So so that's kind of, so at least my thought process at that point in time was really just, hey, I got money sitting around, what to do? Right. Yeah, we, we, are, we are very high-minded, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we talk about the philosophy. <laughs> very philosophical, <laughs> right? But, but you know, that was all it is. And of course, as much as I'm not the biggest proponent of like capitalism and big capital and all that shit, right? But if you ask me, right, I would rather, you know, be on that side on some level, right? So I, I would love to make more money and invest it. I, I, and, I mean, and all at that. the end of the day, who doesn't want more money, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? I think that's the that's the idea, right? Like, like investing in general. Yeah, okay, okay, fair. So you heard a few pointers as to why you should invest. I hope one of the pointers resonate with you. I think we all come from a good position in our hearts lah, right? hoping that you will make better use of your money so that you can benefit yourself towards a life that you want right? so, so that is that okay? but then the next question is why the stock market Right, because all of us are invested in the stock market. I mean, uh, primarily, yeah. I believe, right? Or maybe your crypto portfolio like, just flew uh, up. Right, your property also. Uh. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair, yeah. So, so uh, why, why the stock market? I think we, we narrow down the discussion. Uh. Okay. Okay, so, so why do you invest in the, the markets? I think for myself, um, I have a fascination with how businesses work. Mm. So, if you are a very curious person about how things work, then I think a stock market is a good place for you to actually learn about the different business models, like, um, you know, have a shot at thinking why this business will be bigger 10 years from today. And when I first started out at around 17 or 18 years old, the stock market was great because um, you didn't... Not so noisy. Not so noisy. (laughs) You didn't need a lot of... I mean, now it's even better because now yeah. you can do fractional uh, yeah, investing, yeah. right? And now so, you don't have thousand share lots in there. Yeah. is sponsored last by... Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last, last time when I invested in Singapore stock market, yeah. it comes in 1,000 shares. Like, one DBS lot is like 15,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. But now, now you can buy almost anything under the sun because of mm-hmm. fractional investing. So like, um, you don't have to start out with a huge capital base as compared to something like property, for example, right? You don't need a huge capital base it might be a bad thing also it is also extremely liquid right you can buy sell extremely fast and so like um to me the stock market offers me a chance to you know not just indulge in my curiosity for businesses how things works but it's also a place whereby you know when i invest in a business i'm a business owner so when the business is growing reinvesting the company making it stronger 
then I get to write on the earnings power, on the growth of all these businesses mm. without me having to put in an extra ounce of work into running the business itself. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think the best thing is when I first started out very, very young, you don't you have... You like you're 40 years old, man. Uh, yeah. No, no. How, how many decades ago was that? How many decades ago? Was, was about it last 15, <laughs> 15 years ago. So But the main thing is you're able to start with very little capital. And that is important, especially when you're starting up because you don't want to lose or you don't want to pay huge tuition fees when you first begin, right? So the small capital base would be helpful at the mm, start. Mm. Yeah. Then crypto, eh? crypto very small, very liquid. Super Can liquid. Yeah, <laughs> super liquid. Every, the market ever trading. Yeah, what's your take? Yeah, so when it comes to crypto, right, there is no cash flow underneath all these instruments. And when it comes to me putting on my investor cap, whenever I, I invest in a company, it's always about how much money they can make in the future. Mm. But with crypto, I see it more like investing in an art piece, for example. Mm. Right? It's dependent on how much the next person want to buy off this asset from me. And that is not my game. Like, um, I don't have the eye to see which art piece, like which is the next Mona Lisa by somebody else would be mm. off at a higher mm. price, right? Mm. For me... I'm I, the next Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you'll be in a painting, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to have a coconut coin. Uh. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe someday, coconut. you know, yeah, put yeah. my face, I'll yeah. be the 001 NFT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my cycle already. We're still, we're still talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. I think that's a fair point. Um, I, of course, also come in from the whole, like, it just made more sense to me at the point in time. Mm. It's just easier for me to understand, right? But, yeah. but I'm not saying that the other uh, methods are not good, right? But it's just like within the parameters of this discussion, uh, yeah, I think the stock market is what we're going to talk about. I think it's really about ease of access. That's right. It's really about, you know, liquidity. But that, that's kind of a double-edged sword, mm. right? Because I have an investment property, I have stocks, I have crypto. I really just focus on the um, equities. I made a decision. That's it. Three years, I can't touch it. I can't sell it. Maybe uh, it's a new build. So, so you're I not going to make your swings. You're not going to make your like... So I mean, um, I'll make that swing, but that swing is three years, yeah, right? Okay. It's not a three-month, one-year time horizon. It's just a three-year. If you're a long-term investor and you say, I will hold for decades, okay, lah, fine. Three years is a very short time, right? Mm-hmm. But... You know, all the property investor, all white hair one, ma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like... Oh, they are the sons of property <laughs> yeah, 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 investors, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and... Sometimes I forget that I'm property because I bought it. The money just comes out of my bank account every month to pay the loan. Oh. Uh, but that's it. Like, I can't do anything. It's, it's an asset that I can't touch. What's the point, mm. right? And that kind of leads to a problem. It's good because you don't worry about it every day. There's, there's mm. no daily fluctuation. And, I, and uh, people find comfort in that. Yeah, Let's today be clear, I lost right? 20k. Yeah, tomorrow yeah. I get 20, I'm very yeah. sad. Tomorrow I gain 20k. I'm very happy. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, you don't mark the market every day, To be right? fair, people don't even really do that, right? How many of them keep checking like the markets, right? In, in, oh, when yeah. people are um, in the stock you, market. You have software that tells you what happened yeah, every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I get email alerts every day. Uh, no, but I mean the property market. Oh, property, you, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Right? So, you, and I think a lot of Singaporeans find that comfort. Yes, there, there, there right? is a comfort there. Yeah, like, it's there, lor, right? Uh, worst to worst, I got 10 percent less. Don't think like worst to worst, right? Mm. Like, like, less of like, a $2 million dollar is still okay, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's there, ma, it's there, right? Yeah. No, because they don't realize that they're leveled up, right? right? Yes. You, when you're investing in the property, you're leveled up. So the profits is exciting, yes, but the loss is also equally exciting, right? So that's a different discussion. And, and you're like, one and done or two and done, you know, mm. you can't keep iterating mm. and like fine-tuning your process and fine-tuning your analysis, right? So it's quite unrepeatable. Mm. Really what you need to focus on is the market cycle more than, and, and a bit of the individual property. So yeah. I, I think, you know, that's where 
kind of equities have that attraction to me. It's a bit cerebral. It's a bit self-reflective. It's like, okay, fine. I did this. Why did I do this? Is it wrong? Is it correct? Am I, am I correct? I'm correct. Yes. Good job, mm. me. I'm wrong. Never mind. I learn. I redo. Mm. Right? And you can keep iterating and you can keep learning and that improves you in the mm. end. Whereas if every lesson you learn takes three years, how many three years do you have and how much capital do you have to keep investing and keep learning lessons to actually make money? Mm. Right? 15 years down the line. So right? then, do you still believe in long-term investing in that sense? Yes because three and no. years is a cycle in, in yeah three, in three years head. is a cycle yeah. I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about this I think in part two yes, um, yes. where I kind of have a bit of a beef against um, long term investing I oh, um, love it love mm. it I love that plug right? yeah. must listen to part two yes continue but, you know, I, I think and then obviously we'll disagree <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> um, yes. because that's your thing you're right? the long long term one right yeah. very long yeah, 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 never yeah, sell yeah. <laughs> no, not never saying sell. we never sell but um, there, there is a sell criteria yeah. mm, no. yeah. we'll talk about sell criteria part two part two yes yes yeah but you know I think you have to Think about it in terms of, well, what are you in this for? Mm. You know, are you in this to make as much money as you can in as quick time as you can, mm. right? In which case, well, it's not property. It's maybe even equities. It's maybe crypto. It's maybe go and buy Toto mm. or maybe go casino and gamble, right? <laughs> so mm. there are many, many ways to make money. Um, different risk profile, different return profiles in, in a sense. So, you no, know, it's, it's up to what you want. Yeah, and I, I mean, think equities just kind of suits what I need to do to get to retirement. Yeah, fair. If you have a dollar, you want to make a million, then don't just go to buy Toto, right? I mean, that's I, the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Because even your cheapest yeah, yeah. transaction fee yeah, is Yeah, it's not going right? to it's not, it's it's make it's sense. Gonna okay, fair, fair, fair. So then, uh, I know there are a lot of people out there that, you know, they have some money, they accumulated some money and then they will think like, oh, maybe I just uh, very safe, law. Mm. you know, like play safe, right? Bye bye uh, government securities, mm. you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's bad. Okay, maybe I am. Okay, so, so <laughs> so, hey, what's your position? Make up your mind. Huh? But anyway, yeah. So I'm sure amongst our friends, there'll be a lot of people that think like that. So they associate themselves as risk averse. And by extension, their investment methodology is risk averse. And by extension, they believe that buying government securities and bonds is a safe way. Yeah. Right. So what is your what is your take on that? Okay. So, okay, I have a lot of friends like that. I literally have friends who compare I know, fixed we deposit rates. about it the other yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this bank higher FD rate. I move my 100K there. So mm. like 75K, 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 mm. like six different banks. Or like Great Eastern, I think, recently had an endowment, one year fixed endowment, 4%. Mm. Everybody chung into it. I got a lot of emails recently. A lot yeah, of kind GFS of, yeah. opened a new you know, yeah. 3.6% account. Everybody chung mm. into it, oversubscribed. So, you know, I think... Singaporeans love having cash and Singaporeans love chasing that half a percent on that 50k, 60k mm. per year, half a percent per year, right? Mm. If, it's, if, it's, if it's 50k, it's 250 bucks. Yes. And then to me, that's kind of losing sight of the bigger picture because you don't even need to beat the market, right? You put in equities. If you can hold longer term, that's 9%. Mm. You know, that, that is 18 times that half a percent you are kind of putting time and effort into chasing. Mm. You know, So to me, I think having cash is great. I have too much cash. I need to start investing more. I need to be more disciplined in my approach. Um, but at the end of the day, there is an opportunity cost for all of this cash that you're holding. If you do nothing with it, you spend so much effort to get that little reward. It's safe, sure. But you must remember you're still putting in time, right? Is mm. that how you value your time? Mm. And Or is this the best use of your time where you could be doing other things with it? Mm. right? Or you could just even, I, I don't want to bother queuing that 
two hours or that three hours to figure out how to open a new bank account and transfer my money there. What I will do is I will spend three hours, I do a course, I get a better job or I get promoted, mm-hmm. right? And that could be a better use of time. So I think maybe it's, it's a difference in mindset where a lot of people who hoard a lot of cash are very defensive. They are worried about their cash values going down. They say, the jieliu, part of Kyrian jieliu, mm-hmm. right? I, I control that. Jieliu. Very ching chong today's episode. Yes. I, I, okay, I, I stood the environment. Right? Yes, yes, you are. You <laughs> um, are. But then at the end of the day, my personal belief that we should be Kyrian. We should be earning more. We should uh-huh. be pushing that boat out. Right? And and then, but if that happens, yeah, the rest, sub, sub, sway, I don't, mm. don't, don't need to worry too much about Recently it. Recently, you got a lot of Chinese clients, is it? Huh? Your Mandarin oh, like yeah. improving. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was talking about um, force merger in Mandarin yesterday. Okay, 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 okay. Fair, fair. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So on that basis, I think we have set some grounds on like investing as like why people should invest, you know, what are their goals, how to think about this thing, right? Okay, so then we move into this discussion around like what is the right investor mindset? Especially I want to highlight things about like some mindsets you, you help you thrive in your career or helps you thrive at home. But as an investor, these things don't work, right? Um, so what, what is any, any things that you think that is, it's not a good mindset? I wanted to touch a bit on the, the point earlier whereby you mentioned like um, if a person is not comfortable with investing in stocks, then should they invest in safer stuff yeah, like Singapore yeah. government bond? I think like um, if we know ourselves whereby we are unable to stomach volatility and we know that, you know, stock market is not the right thing for us, it's good to stay out. But there's a very dangerous mindset that bonds are actually safer than stocks. Yes. Because yes, yes. especially when it like comes the, to... Uh, high not, not Singapore <laughs> government. <laughs> Singapore government. Yeah, Singapore government. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And, yeah. and to be clear, bonds uh, are thrown around quite yeah. a bit, right? And there's there's a whole structure in itself. There's a lot of uh, intensity there in, the, in terms of discussion also. Right. Like how a lot of Uncle Auntie can the high flux thing, yeah. right? right? So the, not just the high flux, but also like and, Swiber, NOL, mm. the layman mini bond. Mm. And the truth is like... NOL, um, he take a bridge with you. And and the truth is, um, when you start to work, when you start to have a bit of money, your bankers are going to come to you. Yes. And they're going to tell you this is 4-5%. They know how much you have. They know how much you have. They're going to tell you this is 4-5%. This is very safe. And the truth is, they probably don't know the products themselves. (laughs) Because when I look at the financial statements of High Flux, for example, Mm. every year they are reporting net profit. But if you look at their cash flow statement, every year cash is going out. And Mm. they're making for the shortfall by borrowing from our banks themselves our yes. debt oh, like and all that whatnot. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. and then what they're doing is they're just restructuring this debt and then pushing it out to mm. retail investors I have quite a few friends who told me these bonds they are still alive so I'm not going to name them but they told me like wow this one 5% my father put most of his net worth in this one bond and I tell him this gearing ratio is over 300%. Hmm. Would you lend money to someone who borrow more than three times their net worth? 
if you wouldn't, and especially if it's a developer who is extremely cyclical. A developer, huh? Developer. <laughs> But then you know when it comes to developers, um, it is Singapore a very cyclical one, business. But you know, we cannot just assume that they will be safe. Yeah. We yeah. cannot assume that they will yeah. be safe. You, you still need to understand the company. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think fundamentally bonds are debt instead of equity. So maybe in a sense, yeah, higher up the capital stack or that theoretical yeah. jazz, right? But, yeah. but you still need to know the company. By the time the shit happens, right? Really is the yeah. liquidation process. How much exactly. can you really get back, right? I really yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Especially mm. we need to ask ourselves if it's so risk-free and the interest is so high, why don't the bank lend themselves? Mm. Why would they want you to take over, you know, this bond profile? Mm. Mm. Right? Is it too risky for them? If it's too risky for them, then why, why is, is it, it safe not for risky you? for you? Yeah. Or yeah. is the returns too low for them? Right? Mm. That, that, yeah. That's possibly. the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Because they shift money, they make more. Yes. All right. So okay, then we we continue the discussion around the whole mindset thing, right? So I think there's a there's a good start around it. So what what do you think is a a mindset that doesn't work? I think if you come in and you expect to immediately win, that doesn't work, right? You can study all you want. Um, mm. to be honest, uh, you can read all the books. So so we are not talking about the people that just don't want to read and just go in, right? No, I mean, about I mean if, if you if you don't want to read and you just go in, then I what think the hell you're doing? Right? Right? Is your um, problem? Right? You you can win, but you need to kind of semi-realize or hope that you win by luck and not skill which is fine it's, mm. it's a acceptable strategy to try your luck mm. right mm. No, nobody's saying that you can't be lucky if I'm naturally lucky yeah, great I come to you. I'd rather be lucky than be good mm. right so frankly I'd rather be lucky but you know I, I think if you want to do this properly in a sense properly um, then you need to kind of be able to live with the fact that this is long term or you will have to keep doing this you know you cannot just I do this for three months I'm done rest of my life mm. right it, it doesn't work that way even if you want to be the most super passive investor you just want cash flow and you think REITs are great we buy cash we buy REITs for cash flow mm. which is a relatively silly idea then you know you still don't monitor your REITs so what if your REITs Saligo Kaput, yeah. like the US office reads recently, yeah, yeah. right? Then you still need to read the news and monitor. So I think that's kind of the mindset that you need if you want to do and no, maybe we talk about why we should do it, but if you want to do equities investing for a longer term or you want to learn to manage money for a longer term, you kind of have to live with the fact that you have to put in some effort. Mm. You know, it, it's not... So it's not, uh, it's not that passive. It's not that passive. And you the can... Word, I always have problem with the word passive, but yes, please continue. And then yeah. go to robots and all that, I can just chuck money in, I, I put my money in robots as well um, because SRS, good money, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But at the end of the day... <laughs> tax incentive. Yes, tax incentive yes, is great. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to know what you're buying because as, as Tom said, it, it is your money. You know, mm. um, no, nobody else will be responsible for it. If you lose money, nobody will pay for it mm, um, mm. except for you, right? So, so I think people have to get that straight and be comfortable with that before they, they even do anything. Yeah, yeah. And for, for me, right, I think I'm more specific around this, right? In the sense that every time you see a lot of personal finance content, right, or people in the space, right, they always try to attach the amount of money that you make to the amount of hours that you work, right? So there's a lot of that because it's trying to draw the pain of work to yeah. tell you not anyhow spend. Essentially, that's the main idea, right? They tell you evaluate this thing based upon how many hours of work you make, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, so that you don't anyhow spend, right? Mm. So when you carry that mindset in your early days of like gathering your money, right? Okay, that kind of helps, right? Yeah. It, it kind of help you direct uh, uh, from like splurging and all that you will accumulate, you know, if you hold on to that. But at some point, I realized that that is damn not useful when I'm investing because I need to be very clear and objective 
perspective around like my risk profile. How am I managing this thing? Is this in and is this out? And I cannot feel that kind of emotions tied to the amount of hours that I work to get this amount, right? So I lose, uh, I lose 20k, I lose 30k. So I cannot think like, no, and, and oh, I think that, I that, so that is a, a fundamentally flawed comparison, right? Yeah. Because, okay, let's say I value my time at $100 an hour. Mm. I don't want to kill three hours for a free croissant because that means I'm valuing that croissant at $300 an hour, yes, right? Yes, yes. But then again, I'm investing $10,000. That $10,000 is not, I mean, it's, I work maybe 100 hours or 1,000 hours to, to get there, yeah. but it's accumulation of your efforts, yeah. you know, and that is your pot of gold. Yes. So you can cannot say, oh, fine, that $10,000, I lose $1,000. It's like, oh shit, that's 10 hours of yeah, thing wasted, yeah, right? Yeah. You forget that this was a combination of efforts and it will continue, mm. you know? So it is just a flawed comparison. Yeah, I yeah. Think. No, and it's prevalent, right? Yeah. I think this is very prevalent as an idea. People feel the pain associated with the, it. Yeah, just because yeah. your one concept doesn't mean you apply everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, uh, most concepts are not universal, yeah. right? Even Einstein don't dare to say that, okay? <laughs> universal, universality, concept, right? But, yeah. but anyway, I think that is one thing that really works well when you are working professional, but really suck when you are investing, right? You must really throw that, you know, out together with the bath water, right? I, I think that it's not helpful, right? As a, if you are trying to be an investor, especially when you're trying to invest in the stock market, right? Okay, so, so then what is the right mindset or what is something that you want to advocate for for people when they're investing? Like how should they think about them as an investor? What is the mindset to, to have? I think something that's unique to Singapore, especially among the older generation, is that when they invest, they like to only look at the dividend yield. Oh. But when it comes to investing... <laughs> you see our reaction, we got so much to say! <laughs> <laughs> we vibing here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always the yield, the number and all that kind of whatnot. But when it comes to investing, we always should look at it from total shareholder returns, which means it's a function of both your capital gains or losses plus your dividends. Mm. And a lot of times when we are looking at dividends, and there's a reason why Singaporeans love dividends, because we are one of the countries um, that don't tax on dividends at all. The structure incentivizes certain beliefs, right? I mean, we have no capital gains as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah we also don't have. But um, when it comes to looking at dividend yield, a lot of people think that just looking at that number alone is because it's very easy to do it, mm. right? And the higher the number, the better it is. But a lot of times, there is a reason for a yield to be this high. Just like if when you're looking at bonds and they're offering you 5-6%, there's a good reason why it is that amount. And so when it comes to investing in stock market, it's always better to have a owner mindset whereby you think today when I'm investing in this business I'm buying this entire business over you know and as a business owner would I be happy to own this company mm. is this company going to be disrupted or go downhill over time because ultimately this is going to contribute to your total shareholder returns which is both your capital gains and also your dividend yield yeah, fair, right. fair 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 I mean just just to add on to, to that point so I guess so no disagreement uh, got, got disagreement <laughs> we'll come later right um, so and, I, and, and this and and it's not just a shot at dividend investors, right? Even yeah. value investors go, low PE means good, right? Mm. And people forget that sometimes low PE is there for a reason. Got problem. Right? Mm. <laughs> so so you know, I think the, the general Turn around, argument, please come once in a while. Yeah, yeah the, the general so argument easy. is you don't want to fix it only on one thing, right? Yeah. You want yeah. to look at the broader picture and all that and, and analyze the business, analyze the company and, you know, be comfortable that mm. way. So know what you're buying, right? There, that's one. Um, but I think I want to be a bit broader. I think the, the right mindset is that you need to be flexible, you need to be a bit humble, and you need to kind of know that you're not the best. Mm. You know? and, and therefore, you know, a lot of people talk about market inefficiency, this is mispriced, this is undervalued and all that. But 
at the end of the day, are you really that sure? And are you going to be sure for that 10 years that you're holding the stock while you wait for it to realize its true value that you are absolutely correct, mm. right? And to be able to hold for 10 years without self-doubt, yeah, it's kind of delusional, right? Mm. And, and not mm. a lot of people have that mental mm. fortitude to be able delusional to do that. or you believe. Uh, you yeah. believe. I mean, you are, or you are narcissistic, <laughs> yeah, or you, yeah, you have yeah. extreme mm. self-confidence, right? Yeah, to yeah. be able to say, everybody is wrong, I am the only correct one. Yeah. So I think to me, the key to mindset is be confident. You have made a decision. You have thought through a decision. You should be able to justify it and be able to defend it. But you also need to be open to being wrong, right? Mm. Not, not too easily. Not somebody say, oh, you might be wrong. Okay, okay, I admit I'm wrong, right? Mm. But no, then that already shows, right? Yeah, then that already shows, yeah, the lack shows of conviction. Lack so you need of to understanding. A, a conviction in your yeah. thesis, yes, but you also need to be open-minded to the fact that you could be wrong mm. because at the end of the day, nobody is all knowing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you well, can't, very philosophical. I know, yeah, mm. today, I, I love, wow, this. love it. Yes. Uh, you know, just come on and talk about philosophy <laughs> no. and like language. No, that's a wrong show. <laughs> Please <laughs> continue. <laughs> so if you if you kind of come in with that realization and come in with that mindset, mm. then you can become a lot more self-reflective. Yeah. You, know, you can challenge yourself. You don't need other people to challenge you and you learn faster. Own self, check right? own self. Yes, not own self, <laughs> check, own self challenge. Okay, own self, right? And then you, you, you iterate faster, you learn faster and that improves your results over time. It's something that's process-driven, mm. right? To me, outcome is great. I want as much money as possible. I want as high a return as possible. But it's very difficult to divorce your outcome from whether it was coming from luck or coming from skill. Yes. Lots of people make yes. money from all street bets, yeah, right? Yeah. So what you want to do is really focus on the process, make sure it's repeatable, it's sustainable, it suits your lifestyle, it suits what you want to do and what you want to achieve. And part of it is being able to admit that you're wrong and you want to tweak and adjust, you know, as things go on, as time passes, then you are setting yourself up for success. Mm, mm, okay, I, I, I know what you're saying. And a, a little bit about the price in thing, right? Yeah. I think mm. I had a friend who runs a, quite a big fund and then he was, he, he hired an analyst and then the analyst been newer, right? So came mm. in and then talked about, okay, this is blah, 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 blah. And then uh, I think the market has priced it in. Then his reply was, in what way? <laughs> Tell me, how is this priced in? What's the price? How is it inside? <laughs> right? So essentially the story is, don't just copy the lingua franca of the industry. Right? Think. They, yeah, yeah, think. They always say this price in. It's like, price in? How is this in? Right? Like, tell me, what does it mean? Right? Undervalue on, on, on what basis? Right? So, so I think we need those kind of languages to to have a certain signal sets. But but you know, uh, every time people say something, you must think a little bit further, lah. So I think that's the that's a that's a good ground. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, that is a good ground. I, I, like, I like where we're going. Part 2 will have more con contestation yeah, ideas. Yeah, but, okay. but part 2 will have more like actual yeah, yeah. things that ah, we can, yeah, yeah. We can but, do. But, yes, 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 yes. Because part 2, we're going to talk about with 100,000, how you're going to start. right? So that is a part 2. Stay for part 2. And part 2 got giveaway. Okay, But All before right. we go into part 2, you know, uh, maybe we can throw a teaser in. right? Like, What is one skill set that you think is extremely important if you want to be a successful investor in the stock market? 
I think like um, there's two ways to approach the stock market, right? One is if you don't have time or you don't have interest, then you just go with indexing. Then mm. that will give you exposure into the stock market without Do you putting shift your position work. around this? I remember a few years ago, you're not so big around this. No, no. I, I mean, I've always said that um, if the person got no time, no mm. interest, no nothing. Like the taxi go. uncle in your article, right? Uh, just go. <laughs> or you read. Or I read. Good. I was like, <laughs> good job. Yeah, yeah, I read. <laughs> hey, guys, I do my research, okay? We are, that's why I'm one of the best hosts, right? But yeah, yeah I saw the article. It said that I never give stock tip one. But I know there is one day I cave into the uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like no time, no interest, just go indexing. But if you really want to go into the stock market and pick stocks itself, well, one of the skill set is that you must be able to read financial statements. And if you're not able to overcome that hurdle in reading financial statements, understanding the profitability, where the company is going, then we shouldn't kid ourselves and we should just, you know, invest in either through index or through other aspects. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a musician that don't know how to read the manuscript, right? It's like, <laughs> you go by feel, bro. Right? Like it's all about musicality. The DJ that can stand in front of the spin, right? Yeah. They just keep doing this. I was yeah. like, are you spinning or is that pre-done? Right? Yeah. That's pre-done. Can you say pretty, pretty? Okay, okay. Misogynistic, huh? Little Halima talk to you. Okay, okay. But what about you? What is what is a skill set that you think is in? I mean, I do agree with that. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I thought he was going to say like he needs to build a model. Then I already disagree. That's like, oh, financial statements. You kind of need to know the basics right? I think that is a must right yeah. like, there's no dispute around that right yeah but I, I would say that I don't think it's the most important okay right? okay um, well, you know, just I like it the fire like, is heading up you, you can <laughs> go with a lot of you know fundamental analysis and look at the business and how it's doing and the financial statements are a point in time reflection of mm. that right mm. but it doesn't tell you the future and I mean, we talk about pricing and all that, but uh, a lot, a reality of the, the company is, and you will agree with this, is that a lot of the stock price is based on future mm, cash flows mm, or mm. future returns, right? So looking at what they have done, an indication of what they could do in future, mm. but it's not the be all and all, yeah. right? So so then that requires that bit of imagination of, oh, you know, how, how this is great, how yeah. this could be great. Yeah. And if you're a Tesla investor, how they'll rule yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's kind of where we get to. Um, yeah. You know, skill sets, yes, you need to know financial statements, you need to kind of be able to think, be able to reason things out and have mm. that logical train of thought. Mm. But uh, I would say that there's a lot of things that, you know, kind of build into it. And yeah. that's why you listen to our second part. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and and I want to add that because I don't want people to take away thinking that, oh, just read the financial statements yeah. and I'm punching a few numbers in the algorithm and that's right. all it is. But yeah. actually, you must read the financial statements and the annual reports, right? Yeah. So essentially... Or you listen to like an investor call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You have to listen to investor calls, okay? It's like a bread and butter of investing at least you must go and listen to their history right mm. a few of them then you catch up on what, what they're talking about right um, but you can skip the analyst questioning part la. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them is just trying to get news right you, you just listen to the front part and contextualize for yourself but you must take the numbers in the financial statements and contextualize it into like their strategy their plan what are their mm. risk factors what they're writing right and that part I think is the part that a lot of people like quite lazy about it Mm. A lot of people that are just starting, right? Like, it, of course, if you go to the very traditional, learn slowly, slowly, and then you will, you will likely listen to those things, or you will do it that way. But for a lot of people, they really just go to the FS, then do some sort of shortcut. Mm. <laughs> and you know who I blame for that? What, what? Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham. Because oh. you go with net net, you look at the financial statements, done, mm. right? But that's not how the market is now, right? And and we have to kind of move slightly away from that paradigm. Yeah. Great, I like the heat is heating up, right? Because you are quite a believer of Buffett, right? Yeah. So like, um, Buffett used to be like a net net investor yeah. mm. but he gradually evolved along uh-huh. um, but that when it comes to stay tuned for part 2 okay <laughs> see you all next week bye <laughs>